Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. It is episode 132. Of course, as always, here in the northern Texas area, weather's been getting kind of interesting. I noticed in the past we have mentioned how hot it gets in Texas, um, and it's getting there. I wouldn't say that we've hit like anywhere near the hundreds yet, but man, this past weekend, and I, I'm going to let one of our guests, or actually our first guest, I'm going to let him give me a lot of grief because uh, I had some issues this weekend. I had to quit a race. I know. It happens. I'll suck it up and talk about it. It's okay. Um, but, of course, seat time. You, you don't just come here to th- listen to me talk about myself. We listen to all these other gentlemen who are fine guests. So this evening we're going to have Mason Ottersberg on, 19-year-old, out of Arizona, um, kind of trying to make a name for himself, if you will. Um, he's really getting himself out there, uh, positioning in some of the enduro cross races, making it into the night events uh, for amateur and for the pro classes. Obviously, we know that's very difficult. We're going to get a chance to talk to him, what's going on, and then Kyle Redman. Um, if you do not know who Kyle Redman is, you're missing out on one of the most the most underrated riders. He's such a cool dude. He's so down to earth, um, and we're going to get a chance to talk to him. He's been traveling all over the world lately. Um going to Last Dog Standing and X Games in Austin, um, going over to Erzberg, and then even stuff before that. So it's going to be a really good time. I'm looking forward to chatting with all these dudes. Of course, we did have some uh, other random news come up that we might chat about, but I think it's going to be fun. So if you've never tuned into Seat Time before, definitely this is the online show for the off-road enthusiast. Typically, I beer drink and binge race us through a lot of the events that have gone on. But of course, I am on a little bit of a hiatus um, with that. So I'm just having myself some... You know, nice colored, watered-down beverage of choice. And, uh, and yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know. Mason's 19. I'm not going to ask him to drink. I think Kyle was born in 88, so he's like, you know, 24. So I don't think he might be drinking. I don't know. It's up to him. But if he wants to, if you all are, please do. We hope you encourage it. And if you are, tweet us and tell us what you're drinking because I would love to salivate over probably some tasty craft brews that I unfortunately cannot have any of right now. So... Uh, if you guys want to, you can find us on our website. It is seattime.co. That's where we archive all the shows. Or if you would like to find us on YouTube, that's where you can subscribe to us. That allows you to know whenever we upload all of our videos. Of course, those are arch- the shows are archived there as well. If you just happen to want to listen to us as a podcast, audio only, Stitcher and iTunes are a fantastic way to go ahead and listen in audio-wise. If you do not know who Fly Racing is, Stillwell Performance, KR4 with their Arrive and Ride program, and the guys over at Fast Company, we definitely need you to listen to way more shows. These are guys that support this show, and we're going to talk about them a little bit as we come through. And it's also pretty neat because our first guest, Mr. Mason Ottersberg, is actually sponsored by quite a few of those guys, aren't you, Mr. Mason? Yes, I am. Yeah, so like guys like Fly Racing and uh, the guys over at Fast Company, right? Are there any of the others? Uh, Hammer Nutrition, Recluse. Uh, Recluse, yeah. What, what? Yeah. Awesome guys. They're great to work with. And can't complain. They're awesome. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for coming over. So, I have to ask, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, the question, uh, we're, well, unfortunately, we're going to talk about me quitting a race, but I have to ask, when was the last time that you quit a race? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, last time I probably quit, honestly, was when I got hurt, uh, over two years ago. So you you had a pretty good reason is what you're saying. 
Yeah, I uh, ended up collapsing my lungs and breaking ribs. So Nope, that's not what happened to me. My <laughs> lungs are still intact and my ribs are not broken. My testicles are about the size of a softball. Uh, if that changes anything for anybody, I don't know. Um, I, I will definitely say that the whole idea of having a vasectomy, it's super quick. It's, you know, not painful or all that, whatever they say, not abrasive. Um, it's true to a degree. If you try to be active within like a month after, don't push it because you're going to swell back up and it's going to suck. So just FYI for later on in life in case that ever happens. Okay, Mason? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about the fact that you're we're getting ready for Sacramento this weekend. So, ex, you know, with Enduro Cross coming up, um, being an up and coming kind of rider in the Enduro Cross rakes, doing some uh, works, events, things of that nature. Did you get to watch the Enduro Cross from Austin at X Games? Yeah, I was there watching it live. Oh, you were? Uh, well, I wasn't there. I was watching it live on TV. Okay, I was like, why didn't you say hi, dude? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge fan. Watch Taylor all the time. Watch Destry and, you know, big supporters of them. So I was rooting for them all night. Awesome, dude. So what did you think, you know, kind of as someone that wants to be out there doing that with them? Uh, it's fun, you know. Um, tough sport. It's definitely a challenge for sure. You definitely got to be prepared. But, you know, that's what makes it fun. Not a lot of people can do it. And it's kind of a, a sport-specific type thing you know and, yeah you know it's just fun it's different and that, that's the challenge for me it just makes it interesting well what did you uh, so in the x games part of it while you were kind of watching everybody out there was there anything about the track or maybe anything you saw that specifically made you go holy crap that's gnarly or man that's some bitching racing or anything that really comes to mind thinking about x games uh, the finish line jump for sure. That thing looked kind of sketchy. The tires, <laughs> or yeah, jumping, I'd, I guess, like the jump over the tire. You know, I'd try it. I don't know if I'd have the balls to actually go all the way though. Man, well, you're on seat time now, so you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So, what kind of? So, from what I understand, you get to do quite a lot of fun training with guys like Taylor and like Destry Abbott and stuff like that. So, what's it like? kind of having those guys as your riding partners you know it's, it's just laid back i mean they're not you know they're not the typical pros that are you know fold themselves they're just out to have a good time too and you know that's what makes it fun for me and along with other friends of mine that you know they're up and comers as well we just all go out have fun learn from each other and try to make a day out of it you know yeah What's uh so do you guys when you guys go out there you say it's chill, it's kinda of relaxed and stuff like that. Do you ever say I need to practice specific things or is it just kind of you guys are like, We're gonna go do this lap a bunch of times and see who's the fastest? You know, normally like if Destry's out at our track out at the local motocross track, it's called Canyon Motocross. Um you know, we just we end up putting laps together and then we find stupid little stuff to play on. And then we decide, you know, let's start doing hot laps. So we'll just, you know, spend an hour doing hot laps and teasing each other and, you know, trying to make each other better, you know, give each other tips on different sections that we're having trouble on as well. Yeah. You know, it makes us good. I think that's why Arizona's almost dominating enduro cross. You know, I don't know. But that's fun. It's different. Yeah. 
Um, so some of that training that you do with uh, Destry Abbott, I've seen pictures of you in pictures from the DAA, the DA8 facility, his new training facility. Are you also kind of, are you, you know, a member there and kind of taking part in his training facility? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a regular with him, but when I'm at the track, I try to pick up on some stuff, ask him some questions, but I kind of got my own deal with uh, CrossFit Gym. Okay. And they've been with me since my injury last year with my, my knee. Tore my ACL and I was out for nine months. Came up to them, told them, you know, here's here's my plan. This is what I want to do. You know, can you guys help me out? And they've been there for me since I started the injury. You know, they've helped me progress. And the things I can do, like squatting and just – my mobility and everything I, I have to give credit to them because you know that's the reason why I'm doing enduro cross right now yeah because of them there's so. there's been a lot of flack recently I, I can't remember the, the name of the lady but she uh she wrote a pretty pretty negative uh write-up about CrossFit and stuff like that and there's been very good responses to that I would say um but in that in light of that kind of stuff like how has your CrossFit experience been um obviously you kind of like got hooked up with these guys at some point and all that kinds of stuff. But, but since that point, I mean, do you feel that they, like, how did they work you into the system? Did they just kind of throw you in there? Did you get really good training before you got a chance to, you know, is it like form over function, like all that kinds of stuff. Tell us a little bit about the experience that uh, build up getting into CrossFit. What they made me do, it's called a honing school. And basically you go in, it's like a four hour class. You're there the whole time. And you're using PVC pipe to learn all the movements. So you start out small, you don't use any weights, and you just train for four hours about what to do. And then you go in for your first class and you look stupid because you don't know what you're doing. But, you know, I've been there for a year now and, you know, they, they hold their own competitions at the gym just for fun between all the members. And I think we have over 150 to 200 people that show up at the gym. So, you know, they're great guys and they definitely know how to work you into the system the right way. So that's cool. That's good to hear because, you know, in that article I was talking about, they never, the lady never talked about being able to have any kind of, uh, of a class, any, any kind of introduction. And I did as well when I went to CrossFit Strong in Dallas. That's kind of where I started doing CrossFit. Um, and that's what kind of freaked me out. I was like, I really feel like, that there's way too much knowledge base that goes into the forms that you need to know um, to be able to function properly in CrossFit um, and then to know your limits, you know, and to know when you can or can't do things properly and to, to be able to either scale back or uh, or not do that movement at all sometimes. So it's good to hear that, you know, the, the box that you're going to actually does have that because I think that that's a, a big part of that. So can you do muscle-ups? Can you do handstand push-ups um, and... Uh, what about overhead snatch? Okay, I can do overhead snatch. I can do handstand push-ups, and I can't do a muscle-up yet, but Me I'm neither. almost there. I know. So, and by over, almost fun. there, you mean you have the most ugliest – you have the ugliest kip in the world as you, like, bring your bike, your legs up and try to get your yep. – Yep, I understand. Yep, pretty much. I Been use there. my elbow to get over. So, so that means you're yeah. actually better at it than I am because I can't even get that far. <laughs> 
goofy. Looks goofy for sure. That's all right. We're, we're goofy looking people. We're so good. We can yep. pull this off. So let's talk a little bit more about dirt bikes then. So tell us how you kind of got into this enduro cross thing. Like what made you go, holy crap, I want to do better at this and I want to get into this and ride it more. I don't even know where to start. You know, I used to do some racing at uh, Grinding Stone MX, and they actually set up an enduro cross track there just for fun, and they'd hold their own local track series. And they'd put the enduro cross in as like a a fast line or a pro line. So I'd take it because me and my friend, we grew up racing each other, and we were just super competitive. And every race we were battling out. Super fun. Well, he's the reason why I took the fast line because he knew how to do that stuff. He started racing on an 85 and doing that indoor indoor cross stuff. Um, that's kind of how I started. And then I started getting more involved in watching the series. I'm like, you know, I want to try that. I want to get involved in the sport now while it's growing versus when it's full-blown because then it's hard to make a name for yourself. So got into it. I was planning on doing it last last May. Tore my ACL a month before I was supposed to. I already signed up for the race. So I got to miss it. Ended up going to watch and was just super determined to get back and start racing. Made it back just before the November round and was able to race it, try it out, see how I liked it. Loved it. So I came back for this first round and now I'm just absolutely determined to try and make a name. Yeah. So you were we were talking a little bit before the show. So for you, a successful year would be like a top twenty overall. So the, yeah. you know, making a, maybe being able to make a bunch of the nights and and maybe even making a main or two in the future. Yeah. Honestly, my goal right now is just to stay healthy for the year because the past two years have been injuries. Came off the ACL last year and then broke my arm in November on Thanksgiving morning riding with buddies. So dealt with that, came back. Now it's just trying to focus on riding smart, getting through the, the season safe, and hopefully just make night shows and do good in the process. So Yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. So you're riding to Kawasaki now. you got a ton of cool guys helping you out. So Sacramento specifically is, you know, it's this coming up weekend. That's our third round. Our points from Enduro from Enduro X are counting towards the series. They didn't last year because of the fact that they were all over the map. Um, yeah. But this year they are. So obviously you're kind of out on that with the points having not gone to Austin. But so coming into Sacramento, how was Las Vegas for you? And what are you kind of changing up for this weekend? Honestly, I was just pumped to make the night shows the first round, but now that I've kind of gotten a taste for what it's like, now I want at least a top five in amateur, and you know I got a ninth in the heat for the pro heats. You know, if I can make a top seven, you know, I just want to be consistent in making the pro uh, heat races. Even if I just get into those every round, that's kind of the goal for me for this year. And then for the amateur stuff, I, I'd like to get top five or better, hopefully get a first, you know, just depends. Right. But that's what I'm working up to, just baby steps, get, get myself there up to the top, so. Yeah. Well, um, I noticed you do wear fly. Um, how does that work out for you in the Arizona in the Arizona weather? In the heat, Stuffing. I should say, huh? 
unbelievable. It's pretty Breeze pretty vintage, right? <laughs> super light. You know, it's not heavy on you. It just, you know, it's awesome. I can't say enough about it. I've been with them for two years now, and it hooked me up. Awesome people to work with. You know, great customer service. Can't say enough about them. Cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, as we were talking about me quitting a race this past weekend, it was definitely it was the first heated race, like really, really hot and unbonked, unfortunately. But man, it was one of those things where every time I'd stand up, I could just feel the breath of fresh air on my junk because like <laughs> it's so vented down there, it's awesome. So you stand up and it's just like this whoosh, and you're like, oh my gosh. I don't want to sit down. <laughs> it's just so nice. Uh, and of course, you know, the, it's neat because the kinetic mesh gear, it's got like three different pan, three different types of panels um, for the different mesh. So it's a little bit stronger on the arms where you're going to catch stuff and a little bit uh, thinner here, uh, you know, on the underside so you can breathe a little bit better. So it's good stuff to wear out there in the heat, obviously in Arizona and, you know, us being here in Texas, it's it's the shiznit. Um, now, I think as well, your part, uh, you wear, you ride some flex bars, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been running flex bars? Uh, that's my first year with them, and I absolutely love them. I tried them out my first, uh, I think it was an AMRA race I tried them out at. It was the mile markers, like 107 miles of single track, rocks, waterfalls, all the gnarly stuff. Having Destry chase me down, you know, that was kind of scary. But uh, <laughs> when you hear them, you got to just pull over and let them go by because you have no chance. Yeah, but, I, I would no, agree. They're really awesome. I hardly have any arm pump ever, and they're just super comfortable. The fit, when I first got them, I thought it was going to be kind of goofy, and they feel almost more comfortable than my Renthals. So. Yeah, I, th I think that's a big misconception with a lot of people, and I know it was one with myself is that it's like you're like flex bars, flex, flex bars. My bar shouldn't flex. Yeah. It, it's not really it, – it, it's such a minute amount of flex. It's not something you're going to sit there and be like, oh, wow, look at – check out my bars. They flex. Like, you know, it's just the, it literally – and you can fine-tune it so much that you can decide if you want to have, like, a lot of flex, you want a little bit more, uh, like, rebound, or you want to slower, faster, all that kind of stuff. You can adjust for that. And that's what I like about it is it's so so customizable. There, I think I've spent, like, two days on the on email back and forth with Cole – over there at Fast Company because we've been working on uh, trying to figure out the right setup for my rally bike that we're building for the Baja Rally, and uh, yeah, I mean, super super helpful. That's what I, that's what I like is that they know everything about ergonomics and they're so helpful. Was there anything weird or quirky about your setup that they, they, that they had to help you through? Uh, not so much that they had to help me out with, but because I got a Scott stabilizer for my 450, mm -hmm. I got that arch going, so that's kind of goofy for me, but. You know, you don't even notice that that arch is there because you're just hauling butt trying to win. and So you don't really pay attention to that small stuff. But either way, the bars look different. They work good. Can't yeah. Complain. I hear you. I don't like to complain about much. I try to keep it pretty simple. <laughs> I just run it. Hopefully it doesn't break and hopefully pull win out of it too. Right, yeah, for sure. So, um... I didn't get a chance to make it to the Las Vegas um, Enduro Cross this year when they started up in May, but I wanted to kind of get your thoughts and your opinions on it. You know, how was the track compared to years past? Uh, how was the competition compared to years past and things like that? Well, being my second Enduro Cross ever, um, I don't really have much to compare on considering my first ever one sucked. 
because I didn't have a recluse clutch or, you know, I may be a complainer because I don't have a, a recluse in it, but I love them. I can't say enough about them. And I think it's one definitely. of those deals where when you're, when you're, I wouldn't say dependent on them, but when you're used to them being there and you don't have it, that's when you're like, it's such a big deal opposed to having never run one and then being like, man, I think I want a recluse clutch. You're kind of like, eh. But when you've had it and you don't, you're like, oh, my God, where'd my recluse go? Yeah. It's- well, I've heard a lot of people complain that it robs the bike of power. But, you know, you're going through rocks and you're trying to stay smooth. You don't really need that much power. You just need to stay consistent and not make mistakes. Right. And I haven't seen a loss of power at all. You know, they had that finished line step up jump thing at this last round plenty of power to get over first gear so yeah and you could look watch at x games all those guys are jumping all that crazy stuff and they've got recluses in their bikes so i don't think that would be much of an issue let's talk about bike setup a little bit now being a pro you know or or being kind of like wanting to be an up-and-comer in enduro cross you know, there are a lot of weird little things that guys have been doing to their bikes. You know, these, some of the pros have the little the Dunlop gummy tires. You know, I think V-Rubber's got some tires out. Maxxis is coming out with some. Kinda's got some stuff. So, you know, th- on the tire aspect. And then talk to us about suspension. Like, what's what are some of the things you've really had to, like, tweak and figure out on your bike so that you can really kind of fine-tune it a little bit more for Enduro Cross versus, you know, maybe just a regular rough cross-country event? Well, honestly... Um, right now I'm running stock suspension, so that's horrible. Kinda, I've kind of set it up to where it works really well. Dude, you're in Arizona. Go to our buddy Stillwell Performance. You get a discount when you go there and be like, "What up? I'm from Sea Time." <laughs> Love the guys down there, but I got a guy at TBT Suspension, Donnie Wiseman. So he's awesome, great guy. Not um, as great as Alan. But no. I got almost like super cross style suspension, so you just slam stuff and just bounce off rocks and just hopefully catch as much air as possible. Um, but I have tried something new this week for this round. I actually put tennis balls in my front tire to eliminate a two. So we'll see how that goes this weekend. So tennis balls in the front tire, so kind of a tire balls type setup, but. Yeah zero adjustability so as stiff and or as flexy as they are that's what you get right honestly it's not too stiff either i actually i have a track right down the street from my house and i went out and tried it and hooks up perfect i don't have any tire slide and i got my kinda tire on the back so works out well Right? Man, that's interesting. But, I mean, that, for some reason, now that you say that, I don't think that that's the first time I've ever heard that. Uh, not no. not maybe to Enduro Cross anyway in my head, but I know I've that sounds kind of familiar. Where did you get the idea from? Dave Brocious. I don't know if you've met him, uh-uh. but uh, he's the day show announcer. He's been the announcer for works races. He's an awesome guy. Helps me out a lot, gives me a lot of tips, and that was one thing he told me to try. So finally put the balls in the tire and tried it out and can't complain. So now you can officially but, say you've gone balls deep. Yeah, <laughs> about 28 balls deep. So <laughs> Shit, I feel like I got 28 balls right now the size <laughs> of my softball size scrotum. Good Lord. It's a good thing that this this viewport cuts off at a certain point. Stephen would be really pissed. He's like, Brian, put shorts on. This is ridiculous. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's that's actually quite interesting. So tennis balls in the front tire. What yeah. about a rear tire? You said you're running Kenda. Uh, yeah, I got a sponsorship with Kenda Tire this year too, and once again, awesome guys to work with. I talk to him on a weekly basis just to talk to him. So, um, but they came out with a prototype gummy tire, and the thing is awesome. Doesn't chunk out. I did the whole race, the day show, the mains, the heat races, and didn't chunk out once. Um, I'm actually using the tire again for this weekend. Hey, so just turn it around and you'll get the the square side. <laughs> yeah, dude, the tire's like brand new still. That's I, awesome. I finally I, got a chance to see uh, the uh, the Dunlop prototype gummy tire in person holy crap that thing i mean like you could just grab the knobby and squeeze it like that's what the kind of tires like you is can it just squish that thing that is so and crazy man it blows up. my mind that they have that kind of a durometer in the rubber like holy shit well i put my uh my 450 wheel on my 250 to go practice enduro cross to save the kind of tire that i had and i just about crap myself riding with that tire because it sucked yeah it's I mean, so different I hated, I hated riding on that tire and then i finally got used to it but it, it doesn't compare to a kenda tire or any gummy tire for that matter but specifically in your up. case kenda yeah so, <laughs> it's sick i can't complain very cool dude well um what about any any other crazy weird setups that you've had to kind of make work for enduro cross you know kind of not having i guess the resources that some of the other guys do nothing really the I tire just, the, t the tennis balls is a pretty good one tennis balls is pretty good i like that i pretty much just rig stuff up because i'm my own mechanic so i just kind of screw stuff up shed weight lose bolts so hey i think that's probably the most factory thing i got other yeah than the tennis balls. you're like i don't need titanium bolts i'm just not gonna put both of them in there i'm just gonna exactly. do one and extra tighten it <laughs> I like it. Well, then cool, I dude. Go. It, so. What's that? I said, then I end up cross-threading it. Then I got to go to my dad and say, hey, can you fix this? And then I got to hear the spiel about why you over-tighten stuff. So. Sounds like you've been through this before. Yeah, many times. <laughs> Not my first rodeo, dad. Come on. That's why, that's why I need a mechanic. That's why mechanic. I need you, dad, in the garage, not me. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Well, cool, dude. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, good luck in Sacramento. Um, I kind of want to know how it goes. Keep us up. It, it, we, they don't have a webcast anymore this year, which we are working on. Hopefully, we can put one together for Atlanta. Of course, shit costs money, and at that point, nobody wants to pay for anything. But that's what we're, we're hoping to make happen. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, if nothing else, maybe get back into the Twitter for the weekend and just kind of keep us all updated behind the scenes yeah, as uh, shit's going on there at Endurocross, right? Tag you in my Instagram post. Ooh, see? We do yeah. Instagram. We like Instagram. It's at seat time. Oh, did you just do one? No, I tag you guys all the time. <sighs> Not tag you. I like you guys all the time. Okay. All right. I was like, dude, we don't get tagged all the time. I was like, I mean, people like us, but they don't like us like us. Yeah, I didn't even get a seat time like back for posting my pregame for the show. Oh, you know why? Because yeah. I was logged in as Woody B. Pierced when I went in there. You should. <laughs> you should. I think you got one from, from that one. Yeah. You need to get a separate like iPod or phone or something. Specifically, I'm like dual in it. 
Well, it's yeah. weird is Twitter has this amazing feature where you can log into all of your accounts and just switch between them without actually have to log out and log back in. And I'm like, come on, Instagram. You know people have business accounts for this shit. Like <laughs> Fortune 500 companies have Instagrams. It's like, come on. This needs to happen. They, they can build instant messaging and video, but they can't put that in there. Yeah, it's like it's got to be. It's I mean, Twitter did it. Come on. It's got to be doable. It's got to I know. Send a, send a letter in or right? something. <laughs> I'm going to send them a tweet. They're like, we don't check Twitter because we're Instagram. They're like, damn it. I'm going to send you a video. Instavid or whatever. I don't know what the kids call it these days. But, uh, yeah, good luck. Definitely. Please do. Tag us in all your shit, and uh, we'll repost it for you. Get the uh, get the, the word out about what's going on in Enduro Cross because I know that it's just, you know, they're they're trying to make it work, and unfortunately no webcast. We're like, boo. Yeah. No, it sucks. I was hoping to watch the replay from Vegas, but uh, didn't get to see those either. So I know, suckers. Well, maybe you get one from Atlanta because we'll be there doing it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's it would be, be a nice. tough one for me to make, but we'll see what happens. Right. Well, aren't you? Wouldn't you be able to like throw your bike in the semi or whatever they have that travels across the country? Yeah, I gotta look into it and see what I can do. That's I, a, can... I think that some people were doing that or did that for a while, like when they used to go out east a little. Well, that, but I, I got a buddy that owns a trucking company too, so I might be able to get hooked up there. So. There you go. You're 19. How do you have a buddy that's a trucker? Yeah. <laughs> that is, you. Wow. Arizona people. Arizona. It works. It works. Did he already tell you what the term lot, li- lot lizard means? No. Good. Don't ask. <laughs> I a lot at this last round. I stayed at the Days Inn in Vegas, and I, uh, so a lot of uh, money exchanges made in the parking lot. So wow, yeah, you should have been out there. You should you could have created a Twitter and like a Tumblr account, and that <laughs> night just like going crazy, and you would have had all kinds of followers. And you could I don't know if you guys want to see what I saw though. Oh, that stuff's nasty. Hey, I'm in the weird. It's Vegas. It all just stays in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Sounds <laughs> good. I hear that. All right, man. Well, you take it easy. We're gonna we're gonna go on and try to get up with Kyle Redman and make it a quick show this evening. But we appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks. Peace. Cool. So it was a good chance to talk with Mr. Mason Ottersberg. Uh, we met him last year in Vegas um, at the Enduro Cross that we were at in November, um, and he was chatting with us and got back in touch with us. Told us he's getting ready to do uh, Sacramento. So I thought it'd be fun to have him on, and it was very, very cool, dude. Obviously, uh, trying to make it um, in Enduro Cross, doing some other events like Works and some of the other Arizona stuff out there. Um, obviously, huge uh, support. Fly is a big supporter of his, as they are as us. Um, one of the things I wanted to tell you guys is that Fly Racing coming up is getting ready to launch their 2015 um, line, and they're going to be doing that at Redbud. Um, they told me to tell everybody so to look out for posts coming up to Redbud, so up to July 4th weekend, and of course their website. They say I don't. The way it was a little inconspicuous, but uh, it's either going to be a completely new website redesign or it's just going to be update with all the 2015 stuff. So obviously there will be stuff, though, up there on the website for people to check out. So it'll be pretty cool to see how that goes down. Of course, uh, big thanks to the guys over at Stillwell Performance, covering all the dampening duties for off-road racers like Cody Webb, Corey Grafunder, Kyle Redman, and Luis Forsley. Um, you can head to their website, call them at the shop, or ask how they can make your off-road experience that much better. Uh, believe me, if you tell them that we sent you, you will get a discount. And if I were to tell you to find one website, uh, one piece of equipment off of their website, it would be the Stillwell Performance Adjustable Linkage Guard. That's what I would tell you guys to go check out. 
So yes. So we have our second guest up this evening, Mr. Kyle Redmond. You look very, very uh, professional, very studious, I should say. You're like very upright. So yeah. how's your evening? <laughs> I'm sitting against the wall on the floor. So hey. Not very professional. Making it work. No, no. I, and and <clears throat> by professional, I meant to say more like studious, like very, very upright, very put yeah. together. I'm stretching as well. Ah, you know? nice. Yeah, getting Even the has a stretch. Your glutes and your hammies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is it going, man? Is your is your day as epic as your past weekends have been? Sorry, I'm losing you here. Oh my gosh, is your day as epic as your weekends have been? today yeah oh, i didn't do anything that's okay. i just worked on my bike it's all i do during the week it seems like it's just fix stuff at my bike yeah <laughs> so well how how often do you break stuff and, and i know that that's kind of relative to what you did but you know what see what how often do you kind of like feel like oh my god i'm praising this again you know pretty much every race i think i break something i don't know on the bike but this past weekend you know it was, it was more of a you know extreme race so crashed a lot and just destroyed like my whole bike so I wasn't very happy about that <clears throat> but luckily you know I have time to fix it before Sacramento this weekend yeah and that was is that what you were prepping for today is kind of getting everything fixed for heading over there for the Sacramento Endurocross yeah yeah I'm gonna leave on Thursday there's another race actually down the road on Thursday night, I'm going to try to try to do, and, uh, and then Sacramento, you know, the AMA series on Saturday. Yes, we do. So tell us a little bit of the last dog standing. We had one of the promoters come on um, last week to talk about it a little bit before we kind of had our after X Games explanations and things. Um, but kind of, so we have an idea. It's kind of like a two moto format. It's more of an extreme enduro. They were kind of playing off of the last man standing idea with the last dog standing. Um, is it, was this the first time you've, you've competed in that event or have you competed in it quite a few times? Yeah, actually I did the, I did the very first one, okay. um, and I, I won, so oh. that was, that was cool, but that was like four years ago, so it seems like everybody forgot. You're like, it was cool. <laughs> it was, hence the it past. It was, it was a long time ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, how much has it changed then since, or evolved, I guess? Well, that first year was pretty easy, and... It was very short. Uh, I think I rode like 40 minutes in both races. This time it was it was a two-hour final, which is pretty long. So it's gotten a lot longer, you know, a lot harder. Uh, definitely, they went more extreme with it. Yeah, uh, we so. we actually do have a really good picture of you um, crossing one of the water crossings. Um, we're unfortunately I can't show it to you right now, but we are putting it up on the screen. And your like legs okay. are spray splayed out. And you've, you're kind of like crossing the little narrow two by four. Uh, yeah, over I, was, the water I did feature. a no footer. Yeah, oh yeah, we're seeing it. It's, <laughs> it's sexy. That was a finish. That was a finish. So I was like, I'll do a no footer. There you go. Little trick on the balance beam. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. I would have been in the water, not yeah. on the balance beam, which would I have think been a unfortunate. Lot of people, a lot of people went in the water, so don't feel bad. Yeah, it's weird though because. I remember before I, I kind of did the whole like free ride mountain biking thing. Like when that kind of was a big deal, we'd go to Whistler every now and again and then go riding in Colorado and uh, some of the skinnies and stuff that you ride on, it's kind of nuts. As long as you don't focus straight down and you focus more in front of yourself, like you're supposed to anyway, when you're riding, it's really not as yeah. bad as it seems or as you would think it would be. Um, yeah, no, definitely not. You know, it's, 
a lot of a lot of things you know with riding it's just it looks scarier than it is and once you do it you're like oh that was easy is that you know, that's, is that what you said about your first backflip <laughs> i've never done that mm-hmm. <laughs> on still, a trampoline yeah still pretty, pretty scary, scary. <laughs> 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 i understand i understand did you hear that laugh <laughs> I don't think I've done that before. That's weird. See what you're doing to me, Mr. Kyle Redmond. Got you excited. Get me all excited. Hey, it's a good, a good, good thing the camera angle stays right <laughs> here. Stays right here. So, uh, last dog standing, third place this year. Um, first place four years ago. I think you said when they had the first event. So, have you competed in it? You know, yearly, or have you not had a chance to make it back every year? Yeah, I missed the second and third year. Okay. Uh, I, I was injured one year, and I actually went, and I tried to ride, but I just pulled out because I was hurting too bad. Yeah. And uh, then my sister actually got married on the same day last year, so I missed it again. Um, you know, I can't miss that. That's once in a lifetime, your sister getting married. I hear that. Or we can only so, hope. <clears> oh, <throat> well, yeah. We can only hope, but, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> – I didn't want to miss that. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it by not being there. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I was in, I was in my sister's wedding, which I guess I guess siblings typically are in their siblings' wedding, unless you really don't like them. But uh, yeah, I was there, and she would have killed me if I wasn't. So understandable. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, there. You know, working around my schedule, and I was like, oh, we picked a date, and I was like, yeah, it's perfect. I got nothing going on, and all of a sudden, the last dog's on that day. I'm like, well, you know, I found out a few weeks earlier because I never know the schedule right. in time. So it was bad, but whatever. I, I got back this year and, you know, did pretty good. W- wanted to do better than that, of course. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got away with it. I got I had some big crashes, actually some pretty scary scary moments in the race. So, you know, I'm glad that I finished. Yeah. Um, hardest obstacle out there, you think? Uh, man, the definitely that, that waterfall section was the hardest like to ride but uh i think i think one of the worst parts is the dust there you know you don't really you don't really know how bad it is once until you get out in the you know in those bushes and i was actually behind taylor <clears throat> on on the race two and i didn't even we hit this talcum powder section I, I couldn't see anything and i went i went off of a of one of the ridges just like into the into the bushes you know <laughs> Where so am I? I <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even see my, you know, out of my helmet. Basically, it was that bad. So, I got really lucky there. It could have been a cliff. It could have been, you know, going faster and like gotten airborne. But, you know, that was lost a lot of time. You know, I was pretty mad. I knew I had to get the whole shot in that second race. You know, which was actually the first main race, but uh, which I had, and then I totally just screwed it up. But, you know, that's racing and. You know, that race is all about the start, I think, and breaking out in the dust. Well, um, from what it sounded like, so Taylor Robert kind of got the first win over Cody Webb, and then Cody Webb beat him um, enough to get the overall win on uh, in the second moto. So where do you – and they were yeah. talking about Cody Webb really, really laying it down on that second moto. So where do you think he was kind of – was he – were you and Taylor making a lot of mistakes maybe in that second motor, or was he just kind of on a different level? Like, I mean, he's been doing really good in enduro crosses later. I'm just trying to see if maybe he's just figured something out in some of these extreme stuff that, you know, everybody needs to catch on to. Yeah, you know, I think he just he was riding really good. Uh, I definitely was riding bad. I don't know what, I don't know what happened to Taylor. 
I like how you said um, that though. No excuses. I was just riding bad. I was too this past weekend, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, I had some some big crashes in that that final race. You know, I was battling with Corey because I started row two, and uh, I did a huge swap on the moto track and just you know kind of lost my mojo from there. I just was like, man, this is like my sixth crash today, and I just I just need to finish. So I was like, <laughs> just riding it, riding yeah. it. You know, definitely got pretty tired at the end too. Just it's a long day. So yeah, I mean, Cody's killing it right now, and uh, I would, I would love to beat him straight up, but you know it's, that's a hard thing to do, considering you know. I bet, I bet. Um, well, you've been uh, on KTM for a while. I know last year you went over and did some of the uh, the the super enduros. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how was how did how did that kind of compare to what we're doing over here in the enduro cross and things like with X Games and things like that? What's the comparison there with those events? <clears throat> Well, I mean, the consistency of the tracks is totally different. Uh, it, you know, every every track was different. They're built by different people. You know, here we have the same same track builders doing it every time, so we kind of get the same obstacles and the same you know same things. Uh, I think it's you know sometimes it gets a little boring here. Obviously, you know, with the same obstacles, I I think it would be cool to get some different different things going on. Uh, but yeah, over there it's like, you know, one track will be great, the other track will be horrible. One track is like technical, one track's you know fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the majority of it was wet, slippery, and tough though. So yeah, it looks. Is, more, is it just me or is it actually narrower? Because it looks narrower, like watching all the helmet cam footage and some of the other video footage, or is that just kind of an optical illusion just because we're looking through, you know, like a wide-angle lens? Yeah, I wouldn't say they're they're narrow. You know, they're about the same. Okay. Some of the floors were were pretty big, you know, compared actually. But uh, <clears throat> you know, just I think the, you know, it's they're more leaning towards trials over there. You know, for the majority of the tracks, and uh, that's a big difference here. I mean, Vegas was super technical, but then we had X Games, which is actually fast. But uh, you know, I guess. They they don't usually change that much throughout our season, like they did over there. Right. Interesting. Are there were there any obstacles or maybe layouts over there that you really liked that you would like to see over here that you that you don't think you know they they would think of building over here? Uh. Yeah, they you know they went up into the stands, which is pretty cool. You know up up the stands and, and down. We're up, America, up. so that sounds dangerous, so we won't do it. But we're going <laughs> to race dirt bikes on rocks and trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. That would be cool. You're kind of like, hey, Mom, what's up? I'm riding by. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so you've been tra- – like, obviously, we're talking about you doing some of the super enduro stuff, so that was you traveling around the world doing that kinds of stuff. You've been traveling and moving and going a lot lately, so you know you're gonna have Sacramento coming up. You just did X Games, or you just did last dog standing. You just did X Games before that. Yeah. You did Erzberg before that, and then you had I think Las Vegas and Cross before that. So you've been moving and shaking. So you tell me, would you rather talk about X Games or would you rather talk about Erzberg? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could talk about both. I don't have much to say about both well, of them. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're was this your first Erzberg? Uh no, I've done Erzberg five times. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought you've done it quite a few times, but this is so. How many? But and you DNF this year? Is that correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk us through that. What happened? Uh, well, man, I mean, what didn't happen? It, it was just, my bike just broke, you know, it broke uh, a few times. So, yeah, my clutch went out in the end. I was trying to push through the, the muffler fell off and that was, that was weird. My bike was like super loud and, uh, <laughs> no muffler. Nice. Yeah. Right in the beginning too. And then, uh, yeah, I was coming through the field. Like I had to start on the second row, um, which I wasn't happy about either, but I didn't even bother doing the prologue the second day cause I was just totally over it and didn't even care. I was like, was not happy with, uh, with my, my setup or anything. So, you know, the bike was, you know, it's a good bike, but it was definitely falling apart when I got there. It's, it was used and old, which is kind of annoying for me. Well, what's the, I, what's the know, setup with that? Like, how has that happened? Is that just, you're just like, hey, guys, I need a bike, and somebody says we'll get you one, and it's just, you know, somebody's garage bike? Or, I mean... Yeah, well, ba- basically, it was, a, it was a dirt rider, Christini, that Chris Dennison raced uh, last year. Okay. And then... It was still over there, and they're like, "Hey, this bike has been there. It's all good. It's got all these cool parts on it." I was like, "Like two weeks before, like you want to go do it? We'll pay for your flight." As you know, Steve Christini, and you know, he's always, you know, hooked me up, and right. he sent he sent me there before, and it was you know, it was a good day, and it was a really good race for me. So I was like, "Hey, I'll take my chances." And you know, you get there, and you're like, "Well, I don't have any parts. But I don't know what to do." So I just was like. I'm just gonna ride, see what happens. Yep. Hmm. That sucks so, to hear. Know, any, but any, yeah, it's yeah, tough. Any bike, any bike that you know that's been ridden all year isn't gonna do very good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got to be tough too when you're in that kind of situation. Like, even if you had time to kind of like go through and be like, okay, I got to replace this. I need to replace this, and you replace this. Then you're like, well, where do I go and get these parts? And then do I have time to put them all on? And then. So even if you kind of yeah. had a chance to put that list together, it still would have been a lot of uh, a lot of little things to go through to actually get that bike, you know, closer yeah. to being ready to race. So, do you feel like you probably just did not really get a very good Erzberg experience in this year? I would imagine. Yeah, definitely wasn't good. I mean, I I don't know if I want to go back. I kind of do, but it's such a big undertaking to do that race, and you know, I've, I'm right now. I got fifth and that's my best finish and that's still the top American. So I'm like, I'll just wait until Cody beats me or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then maybe I'll try to go back. <laughs> then you'll but... go back and get it. Well, um, yeah. of, uh, of, uh, Taylor and, uh, Cody's finish of them racing through to that last finish arch. Um, were you still out there when that happened or would you already made it back because of the bike breaking down? No, I was actually on the, on the track at a, one of the hard sections and I was, telling them trying to tell them like how to do it or whatever like i went there to help out like Corey and cody and taylor but uh <clears throat> yeah they had already finished so i didn't get to see it but i heard it was pretty close yeah i mean apparently like and it was funny when we had taylor on he was like hey yeah so so i don't remember who he had mentioned but one of the guys came up i think it was the promoter was like hey you guys didn't go through the checkpoint you better get your helmet on and go check in before cody realizes it first so like they had to actually go yeah. back to the checkpoint to check in because they had just raced past the checkpoint to the arch because they thought that was the actual finish. So yeah, this is kind of funny. Uh, the pictures are, are pretty epic of that. So obviously not a very good Erzberg, but you got over there, you had some fun, you came back and get ready for X Games. So 
Yeah. What was that transition like? I mean, obviously, luckily, you didn't have a bike that did that broke for you at Erzberg to come back and get ready for X Games. But obviously, yeah, so, it sounds like you're kind of your own mechanic as well. Yeah. Well, my dad helped me out, prepped the bike, so it was it was okay. <laughs> but uh, no, we we fixed it up when I got to the X Games, and uh, yeah, man, just I got sick. You know, I, one of the things about flying, you know. So I was like super sick at X Games, and I did my best, but yeah, I'm definitely wasn't wasn't myself there. So what am I gonna say? Yeah, had a, had a bad cold. Yeah, uh, tenth in in X Games, Austin. I was wondering why I didn't see you out at the after party Friday evening. Was it that I was too drunk, or was it that you were too sick? Uh, I was in bed like eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to go home. I was like dying. So yeah. Well, I know you've kind of always been, in, in the sense, like kind of in, in privateer world, um, a, a privateer yeah. land. I, I wanted to know, like we just had a gentleman on, Mason Ottersberg. I say gentleman, he's 19 years old. He's kind of like up and comer. He's trying to, uh, you know, kind of make it, if you will. Having always, every year, it seems like fighting to get a ride and kind of like to make it work. I mean, obviously you've got great sponsors that stay there, but you've got to kind of find a way to at least keep the money flowing in every year. You know, what What are your tips, tricks, and things like that for, for guys out there that are kind of trying to find, you know, find their path? Well, you know, I've, I've had some, you know, regardless of what you think you deserve or, you know, what you have, you know, you got to, you can't have like, like I've got myself like mad before because I thought I deserved something that I didn't get or, you know, I needed something, I didn't have it. And it's really affected me before and like results wise. So, I mean, you just got to be tough mentally and, and just basically put up with more than the other guys are putting up with. And you got to be better than that straight up. You got to beat them on worse equipment and then you'll get a ride. You know, you got to yeah. win. Basically that's, that's what I could say. You got to, you actually have to be better than a factory racer to beat them on a privateer setup. So yeah, to prove it, and then you'll and then you'll get that ride, maybe you know. Yeah. Just maybe. I mean, it's it's hard to get a ride. Um, is it? Uh, is it all about getting that ride? I guess is, and I don't know if I'm asking that question correctly. Like you know, like I said, you've kind of always been in that privateer land, um, but yeah. you keep doing it, and it, and when I see you ride, and when I talk to you, you always seem like you're enjoying yourself, and so in that sense, is it? is it about trying to get that ride or in reality, is it really just trying to enjoy, you know, what you're doing and what you're, you know, what you have and kind of just making it work and just smiling about that. I mean, I think, you know, I think in the past it's been about getting that ride and it's been about money and it's been, you know, it's been a definitely an unhappy, you know, career at times because of money and just disappointment, you know, in a way. So, you know, these days my goal now is to just get in, just get in people's way and, and mess up some factory guys. I mean, that's my, that's my whole goal because, you know, it kind of pisses me off to be honest that I'm still here and I'm like so close and I haven't made it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I That's like, I can I can understand that being a little bit of a frustration for sure. I mean that you kind of to 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 
feel or see that way. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, you're just you're just like right there and you can't do it. And it's like that's what keeps me going. It's like it's not that I love it or I want to, you know, like I'm so happy to be broke and still racing, you know, I'm like pausing my life and, you know, I'm 26 now. I turned that on Saturday. So, you know, it's like more of a <clears throat> trying to prove it to myself or my family or, or whatnot, you know, I'm just trying to just get that extra step, you know? Yep. And it's not like, you know, I know I'm good enough, you know, I know that. So it's like, that's what keeps me going. If I wasn't like progressing and I was like going backwards, which, you know, the first two races, it seemed like I did go backwards, but you know, I had huge major problems like bike problems or being sick or whatever. But, right. you know, if I wasn't like getting better and seeing like, I'm better than that guy, you know, like I don't care what he has, like, I'm going to just keep doing it. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, so happy birthday. You're 26 now. Um, thanks. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. So what did you do for your birthday? I raced last dog. <laughs> that was your birthday? Was Father's Day? Yeah. Oh, that was Saturday. That was the race. Yeah, it was Saturday. <clears throat> I got home at like eight o'clock and went to bed. Nice. Have you Didn't done do anything for your birthday yet? No. I really all. wish that I had like frequent flyer miles and I would fly out there and I would take you out for your birthday. I don't though. Nice. Maybe uh, you go to Sacramento. I wish. If I, I, I yeah. No. If I was, no well, Sacramento? I, I, no, it's, we don't, we don't have those luxuries here. I'm a, I'm a web developer for a, a real, a real job. So those, those bills are nice. I mean, they b get paid, but there's not a lot of extra dough. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> we make it to the yeah. events that we can, obviously like, you know, with, with Vegas, that was such a great trip. We were able to make it out there cause we did a lot, you know, we were able to go see all the guys over at fast company, um, and make it down into Vegas. And it was kind of businessy. You know, we got to talk to a lot of people about seat time and get the name out. And obviously X games, Austin. I mean, that's a th that was a three and a half yeah. hour drive for us being so close. So it'll be cool yeah, for that to be so close, but yeah, we don't get to make a lot of these events. Where are you guys at? I don't even know. We're in uh, we're in McKinney, Texas, right now, streaming live from the the studio, which is really just the office yeah. in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. so you you say that you're just sitting stretching on the floor. Well, bro, I'm just on a couch that's sitting on a floor that's in my house, just like you. So believe me, it doesn't uh, it doesn't change much. You just gotta smile about it and keep having fun, cause. I think it's one of those deals yeah. where I've, I've been in a lot of weird situations in my life and I look back on them now with the way that things are. And it's like, it really just like, you know, it's like, dude, I'm still here. I'm still kicking ass and having fun. And this smile, it's not going anywhere. And it's the ones that try to take it off is the ones that realize that it's not going anywhere and you're just going to keep, keep breathing and keep having fun. I don't know. That's it. That's what I do. If, you, if you'd have been there that Friday night, you'd have seen fun. Did you hear yeah. about that? Did you hear anything about that? We talked a little bit about it with uh, some of the writers, but did you hear about uh, what uh, oh. with Jolene? Jo so uh, your buddy Steve from Christini took us to a secret bar um, that literally we had to find. And then after that bar, we went to one next door, and Jolene was on the bar with a beer bong, and she spent over $500 on beer uh, giving people in the bar beer bongs. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It was pretty intense. And actually, I saw I saw a photo of you with her, looking pretty crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, we don't we have that, Stephen? We we used that uh live like what two episodes ago? We do have that. We did. Yeah, that was uh, taken. I think in that secret place. I think they called it Vinyl. Was the name of the club. But uh, yeah, so Steve was the one who hooked that up. Well, what's going on though is now I've decided like I I wanted to try to put together like an after party, like a seat time thing, um, mm. this year. But it's just like I I once I kind of like started to do it, I was like, man, you know what? Honestly, like I don't know enough people to really make this work. But now that I've met Steve and Steve invited us over there, and I'm kind of like got some correspondence with him, I'm gonna really try to connect with him for next year so that we can have something that not just dirt bikers show up too and it's going to be like you think there's one chick standing in the bar giving beer bongs no sir we will have a lot we will have a bar full of ladies giving beer bongs yeah he's he's pretty wild (laughs) yeah so for those of those who are wondering the picture that it was showing right now is the one that he's talking about of me and uh jolene von voigt she is uh very attractive yeah I don't really know what else to say. She apparently I creeped her out in Vegas, like you did hard. Yeah, like <laughs> apparently like I was just kind of like giving her the giving her the weird eye. With she, that creeper stash. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe. Maybe you had it. <laughs> and she says she's like, I don't know, but you're really creeping me out right now. I was like, you're welcome. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> All right. We did a little bit of bike talk with Mason, and I think that's something that I'd like to hear from you. Again, because of the fact that you're kind of in that position where you've got to think a little bit different because you might not have the availability to parts. You might have the availability to hands to work on the bike, things like that. What are some of the weird things or maybe some of the small things that you have had to change or manipulate on your bike for Endurocross to make it, I don't know, just a tad bit better for that sport or that style of racing? Well, man, it's so much. My bike's so different than stock, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I was lucky enough this year to get hooked up with with a uh, KTM support, and uh, they they're giving me parts now, so that was very very helpful. And you know, they didn't have to do that, so that was uh, I want to thank Auntie for that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, suspension totally different. I got Ride PG suspension helping me out, um, and uh, it's actually different than stock, so. Also, motor, my motor is totally different. Uh, Jones Engine Development did it, and uh, you know, I run a flywheel weight, I run different seat, different handlebars, handed tires. I don't know. Do you run the the Kinda Gummy Tire? (laughs) Do you run Uh, that that prototype Kinda Gummy Tire? Yeah, Kinda makes you know a couple different uh, compounds, like pretty much all their tires, so they make like a sticky. And uh, run that one. What do you think of that? I mean, that's like that's like the way to go, right? I mean, that's as I felt. I haven't had a chance to to get all up on one of the Kinda ones yet, but the the Dunlop one, I finally had a chance to grab onto Cody's at X Games, and I couldn't yeah. believe. I mean, I knew it was a soft derometer, but I had no idea that it was like. I mean, that I could I could almost pinch the whole knob, like it was yeah. so soft. Crazy. Yeah, it's so it's so different. I mean, it, it's very important to have soft rubber. It's like you know, you're basically thinking about like a trials tire, but then it's got to be like a knobby, so it's got to be that that compound. You know, huh. interesting. Yeah, uh, 
on that on talking about rubber apparently there's going to be a new synthetic condom coming out that feels more like real skin opposed to rubber so there you go all right a little bit we'll throw some science in there for you (laughs) good it's good to know i guess yeah it's like yay it's gonna be more fun the sticky triple that doesn't make any sense mark somebody in the uh mark in the chat room is like the sticky triple i'm like "Eh, what is that like the stick the sticky triple is that what it's called it's called a triple sticky. The triple he's saying sticky. it backwards. He's saying it back. What a mm, that guy. They have a triple, and then they got a triple sticky. All right, the sticky is is the soft one. I like it that you're bringing the knowledge. Yeah. Well, what I else know. you got? You sounded smart. Keep running with it. I like it. This is your show now. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to know? <laughs> Ask me a question. <laughs> You got the questions. You're the man of the questions. Oh, boy. Everybody is so thinking that I actually know what's going on behind the camera. <laughs> Such a joke. Well, what's coming up next? So we're going to have Sacramento. Um, you have been traveling a lot. So are there going to be more travel plans in the future for other extreme enduros, things like that coming up? Uh, next, well, after Sacramento, I'm taking some time off, and I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. I don't know. That's allowed. Not gonna think. Not gonna think about dirt bikes because I've been eight weekends in a row racing. So that's gonna be nice. And after that, it's like Tennessee knockout and Atlanta. Uh, I really want to try to do the Colorado uh, National Enduro, which is the weekend before those two. So that's kind of on. You know, if I drive, I could like swoop up there and then go back down to Tennessee or whatever. So I might try to do that one. Um, See how that goes. Yeah. I really want to. Here's a question for you. We have been discussing an event in Texas uh, that would actually have a plus. It would have a very significant payout. Let's just say that we have chatted with you guys a couple times on what would a good pro purse payout be to attract attention, to bring people in from around different parts of the country. And we feel that we have something that's going to be comparable, if not higher, than some of the numbers that we've heard. So, of the events that you've raced, and we were to try to do something that's a little bit different and still kind of off the charts, but follows along with some kind of hard enduro format, are there any ideas floating around that you would like to see in that kind of a race format that hasn't been done before in the States? Uh, well... So far in America, we haven't really had a real extreme race besides Last Man Standing a few a few years ago. I mean, all the all the races we have right now are semi extreme. But if you were to see some of the stuff they do in Europe, it's like you know five times extreme. So I feel like that I don't know how or why, but it seems that they have a much larger turnout for people wanting to compete in those events than we do. Like the the literally yeah. like I mean what ten percent finish with bikes that work. Like how did what what do you think yeah. the difference I mean, there is? Is it just because they don't have any place to ride unless they're racing? Yeah, I mean like literally in Austria you can't ride. So you know they have an event Erzberg in Austria and it's like so many people show up to race because it's like, you know, you can't ride throughout the year, I guess, you know, except for like maybe at a few moto tracks. So I think that, you know, in America, we have so much freedom, like to do whatever we want about riding, that maybe that's why some people are like, you know, I'd rather just go trail ride than 
go destroy my bike at a race. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's got to be fun. It's got, it's got to be a fun race too for for the masses. Like, I mean, I don't see a bunch of people that I know that go trail riding on the weekends wanting to go thrash their bikes, and then I also don't see them wanting to go pound desert loops in the dust. So yeah, you know, there's that there's that too. You know, it's got to be fun for everybody. So and it's gonna like it seems that over in Europe it might be a little bit more connected where over here if somebody's going to come to texas from tennessee they have to drive they have to drive nine hours um or fly you yeah, know there's no like there's no out, middle like, ground to to get here spend a little bit of money and get here in four hours like yeah but so. you know just they definitely have a bigger following too like i think there's a lot more fans over there for off-road in general right we did have a good uh, pers- uh, good question from the chat room, um, and it was kind of like, hey, ask him about setup for TKO, and I'm like, that's a very pertinent question. We're coming there. We have, I think, upwards of 20 Texans coming to compete at the TKO. Um, so tell us yeah. a little bit about the setup. Like, What should we be expecting to maybe make changes to on our bikes or, or things that we should uh, you know, be prepared for? Um. Well, I don't know. I guess the weather in Texas is pretty similar. Uh, hot and muggy. humid and hot there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I really need to prepare for that. But, uh, you know, definitely, you know, you don't need a big tank. You know, you can drive usually a moto tank there. It's, it's like shorter races. You know, you do a few races. And then basically you just got to prepare for, like, really slick, really wet, and uh, mossy rock, which is, like, I don't know, gummy tires. That would help. Um, and just make sure you can ride for pretty much all day. You know, it's like on and off the bike all day. And then the final is just like a 45-minute sprint. So it's very taxing after riding all day. But it's more of a, you know, it's not super hard. Like it's not like, you know, like a crazy technical course. It's more of, you know, it's for the most part rideable. I mean, for, guys, I mean, for like us, it's like pretty rideable. But you know, it'll be it'll be pretty technical, but not like crazy. So you don't have to worry about that. Right. And uh, you know, one year it was dusty, but other than that, it's been like really wet, really slippery. So if I can like slip a twenty dollar bill into somebody's pocket at Dunlop and get a sticky tire, or buy myself some some triple stickies, then that's that's the hot setup for the rear tire. Yeah, triple kind of triple stickies. I don't think you're getting a Dunlop from anybody. I know. I was like, dude. Those are like, those are like gold. And I was like, Cody, them. can I have like one of those off yours? And he's like, no, go talk to Taylor. I was like, Taylor said no too. He's like, well, I'm definitely going to tell you no. He gets more than I do. I was like, okay. <laughs> work. I mean, I figured I had to ask. I mean, I knew they both were going to say no, but still. I mean, come on. Yeah. You got to ask for that stuff, right? Oh my gosh. So I think that's going to be fun though. I'm looking forward to TKO. It's going to be crazy with all of us Texans up there, but we're going to take that bitch over. Somebody's going to do good. It's not going to be me, but we got I think we I think we've got like two or three two or three of our pro guys coming too, like Cameron Ishmael. Um and um going to the GNCCs. Now granted I know it's completely two different race formats. He went into the, one of the A classes and did fairly well. Um, yeah. So he's got the good competitive drive to I think compete at the you know to be one of the top amateurs to maybe make it into you know y'all's competition on Sunday. So it'll be cool because I know I'm kind of going to just do it. 
you know, like I've been doing with all these races lately, like I'm just going to go and race and just have fun. Like whatever. I like riding my dirt bike. Let's do yeah. it. Um, and if I place, I place, which is cool. Um, so yeah. that'll be fun that'll for me and I'll just fun. film. So, you know, and then I'll film and take pictures of you guys on Sunday and watch y'all sweat and get all nasty. And I'll be like, high five me at the end and be like, I'm gonna go home nine hours later. Yeah. You definitely want a soft setup, like suspension wise too. It's very choppy rocks. So, yeah. Um, they have a good question. Another one is uh, the 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 tricky the triple sticky. Now I'm all trying to call it the sticky triple because of Mark in the chat room. That jerk. Um, is that after are those pretty much done? Like after one race because of the fact that they're so soft. Uh no. I usually will use one at a race and then use it pra- for practice, like till the next race. I mean, pretty good. Nice. All right. Cool. Flip, cool. Flip it around once. Whatever. That's what I told uh, Mason earlier. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just run it again for Sacramento." And I was like, "Dude, flip it around. You get strong. You get more square edge for your bite." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super cool. All right, dude. Well, good luck in Sacramento this weekend. Uh, I really appreciate you coming back on the show, and I'm I'm glad too this time that you realized you should not hold onto your phone the whole time. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, it's at least enjoyable, and you're not like, "Why is my bicep hurting me?" <laughs> Right, got a crazy setup here. <laughs> I can only imagine if it, it's not a Starbucks though. We've seen some crazy setups at Starbucks. We've even had people in their truck in front of the Starbucks while the Starbucks is closed, stealing their Wi-Fi. Like, really? Yeah. Still on? Yep. I think it was because they like yeah because they got they closed, kicked them out, and they sat out in front of the Starbucks for the next thirty minutes, still on their Wi-Fi. Like, well, I'm stealing the neighbor's Wi-Fi right now. So they're, they're probably trying to watch it. porn or something, and they're like, "What the hell?" It's like slowing down. Like, <laughs> I gotta be in like this certain side of the house just to steal his Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, we appreciate you uh, stealing his Wi-Fi for the show. We definitely do appreciate that. So, good luck in Sacramento, dude. Good luck with uh, TKO. Take some time off. Enjoy being 26 for a little bit, and uh, keep the smile on and keep racing dirt bikes. All right, man. All right, thanks, guys. See Absolutely. You soon. Yeah, you know it, man. Take it easy. All right, bye. Later. Mr. Kyle Redman back on seat time for his second appearance. We obviously really, really appreciate that. Um, He is a quiet, kind of more reserved character, and that's okay. Everybody's different. Um, I think he's one of those guys where we've got to pry a little bit of answers out of him, but once we get him going, we can get some good information, and that's what we did. Um, It sounds a little disheartened, I think, about sometimes the way things have worked out, but... You know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think for him, it's going to kind of keep him motivated and keep him going. Um, some of the randoms I think I saw is that, obviously, we were talking about last dog standing, Cody uh, Webb getting first, Taylor Robert second place, uh, Kyle Redman, who we just had on, in third. Um, and then on the East Coast, we just had um, the ISDE qualifier, number two, um, in Ohio. Oh, excuse me. Look at that shit. Oh, that's a big one, too. Oh, that's professional. They had uh, Corey Buttrick on his beta got the overall LOI win. So I, th- I was really impressed with that. Uh, Justin Sode in second place. So two betas, first and second there. Um, it shows a lot. You know, Zach Huberty at Innovation Off-Road has talked a lot about how, you know, Corey Buttrick has made small improvements every weekend and he's just getting a little bit faster and still training and getting healthier and getting healthier. And I think we're seeing that. Um, granted he's probably not having the results that some of the national enduros he wants to see, but as long as he keeps, you know, 
progressing like this, that momentum is going to keep going for him. And he's going to, uh, I think he's going to be, uh, you know, in the top five again and then possibly back on the podium, uh, you know, making it to the podium at the National Enduro again before the year is out. We've got Snowshoe coming up with the GNCCs. We have another National Enduro. Um, so we're starting to wind down here. I do want you guys to know for sure we're going to have at least two more episodes. Um, next week and then obviously the following week after that we will take a break after that a small break we're not 100% sure if we're going to do an episode in July yet we're going to look at a couple schedules see what's going on Um, uh, if nothing else it will be kind of an off the shelf episode where we're probably going to bring in some more trainers things like that I know we've been asked a lot about mechanics so it'd be a good time to have a, a good episode with some mechanics things like that so if there are certain things you'd like us to see people would like us to talk us to change it up a little bit let us know um, July and August are going to be our two times to do that for sure um, because we're not going to come back for much we'll, we'll definitely have an episode after the TKO um, to have all those guys on to kind of to talk about our experience. I think that'll be really cool. So definitely want everybody to know that things will start to slow down here, uh, but we'll be back on the next two weeks for sure. Again, huge, huge thanks to guys over at Fly Racing. Um, Stillwell Performance, uh, the KR4 Arrive and, Arrive and Ride guys, and uh, the ones over at Fast Company making the fantastic flex bars. I uh, didn't really tell you guys too, too much about the Arrive and Ride program. If you do not know, there's two ways that you can take advantage of this. Of course, the easiest way is to call them up and say, hey, I want to come do this GNCC or this National Enduro. Fly out there, get picked up at the airport or in a car, go to the race. They'll have all your stuff prepped for you. You race, you go back to the airport and fly home. Or if you're wanting to do more of a season, obviously at this point you'd just be doing the rest of a season. You can have you can bring them there, your bike. They'll prep your bike for you, so it's all set up with all the stuff that you want to have on it. Um, you can race it. They'll take it back. They'll clean it. They'll prep it again, and they'll be at all the rest of the races for you. So you can go do the rest of the GNCC series if you're looking to do that. Um, or you could just call them and talk to them and start talking to them about 2015. Um, I think. Probably not 2015, but if they're still doing this for the National Enduros, which I hope they are in 2016, there's a good chance I'll wind up doing the National Enduros this route uh, for 2016. That way I can do the whole series, not have to drive, unless my wife's just wanting to drive across the country. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. I'm not too sure how it's going to go over. Um, So, yes! Go check it out. Of course, we're very, very thankful for that. One of the things we didn't really talk too much about was our our T-shirt campaign. So teespring.com slash seat time. You can go uh, rest of today, all of Wednesday, and majority of Thursday, I believe, until about 8 p.m. on Thursday, they're going to be available. So please go check them out, teespring.com slash seat time. Uh, I'll go ahead and put that back out for everybody on you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, uh, Instagrams and all that kinds of stuff. We definitely, uh, thank you guys for paying attention this weekend. Uh, we've kind of been going back. We've been trying to do a little bit shorter episodes. I know that's good for some bad for others, all that kinds of stuff. Uh, give us your thoughts, give us your opinions. Uh, we want to know, uh, you know, if you guys don't tell us anything at all, we don't know if our changes give a damn or if y'all do. So that's what we want to hear is your opinions. Get back to us. Thank you for paying attention to episode 132 of Sea Time. Remember, I am Brian Pierce, your host. You can find out more about me on the internet. Just Google me. <laughs> Just don't look at the images. That shit gets X-rated. Just kidding. I mean, but seriously. All right. We thank you guys. Remember, always enjoy a pintful of awesome, and we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>